You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Walk before me and be blameless is the title of this devotion. This is something that God said to Abram when he was about to enter into the fulfillment of that which God had spoken. You see, all of us are being prepared for eternity through our union with Jesus and Jesus living in us and being perfected in us in his character and nature and spirit and word and love and life. And we're being prepared for that place that God has for us in his home. And there are so many beautiful scriptures that talk about this. But you see, I personally also believe, friends, that I am daily living in preparation for what God has for me this day and in the years to come. I'll never forget Catherine Coleman, a woman greatly used by God to bring his love and healing power to precious souls on earth. That she cried out to the Lord when finally the Lord began to use her in, in that healing grace of Jesus. And he, she said, Lord, why did you wait so long to use me like this? And he said, you weren't ready then. You would have made a mess of it, in other words. And I'll never forget that. You see, I'd like to think that God has things prepared for me, for you. And I want to yield by His eternal Spirit myself consistently, constantly to Him, so that what He is prepared, He can bring to fulfillment. I really believe in this. I know that that doesn't mean I just sit back and wait. No, I don't sit back and wait. I get on with it. I get on with it every day. Every day I do what my hand finds to do and I do it with all my mind. Habakkuk teaches this in other places in the scripture. You you can't just sit and do nothing and think someday. No, you got to do today what you've been given today. But in the process of the journey, God's preparing us. And here, when Abraham was about to enter into the fulfillment of what God had been preparing him, God said this to him, Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Listen closely. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you. I will multiply you exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, which means exalted father, but your name shall be Abraham, which means father of a multitude. For I have made you the father of many nations, and I will make you exceedingly fruitful and so forth. So here was the turning point in Abraham's life. Here was the time that he entered in and God changed his name. So what God had made him, he now 
declared him. You see, the making usually is not so public. The making usually is kept private by God himself as much as he can make, keep it private. We often make a mess of it and cause our changing and our growing and our transforming and us laying off the old and putting on the new. We cause it often to be such a commotion that, that it becomes too public where God would like to do it all in the quietness and hiddenness of daily living at home and daily circumstances of life and daily devotion and daily meditation. He would like to work in secret, preparing that which he is prepared to make public. Jesus is a phenomenal example of this, but there are many others. We do not hear almost anything for 30 years, except when he was 12, when he was born, and then when he was 12 years old in the feast, when he went up to the temple and stayed there, and his parents looked for him, and he said, Mom, don't you know I must be busy with the things of my father, and so forth. You know, and then you hear nothing until he's 30. Why? Because God was preparing him and when his mother at the uh, wedding in Canaan said to him, son, they've run out of wine, he said, mom, why involve me? My time to become public has not yet come. That is in the father's hand. I must remain hidden until the time he makes me public until the time he does it. And of course, that was the turning point for Jesus. You could see the heart he had, a heart of full surrender to the will of the Father, a heart of full surrender to the Father that he says in John 5, 19, I, as the Son of Man, can do nothing of myself except what the Father shows me, the Father loves me, he shows me all things and so forth. So Jesus lived in that readiness. I personally would say to you, Let's live in readiness. Live in readiness. Smith Wigglesworth said, if you have to prepare yourself, you're not ready. Live in readiness. And the Lord said to Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. This is a readiness that maybe many of us do not have a vision for, have a faith for, have any heart to think about. And I would like to think many of you do, that you say, yeah, pastor, uh, I keep feeling in my heart, I wanna live blameless. I mean, I want you to see here in Job chapter one, verse eight, how much it matters to God that you and I live that way. Verse eight of Job chapter one, and the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? Do you see how God went public concerning Job? We would never have known of Job unless God went public. But God went public with him. And I know sometimes, friends, the heart that isn't totally right seeks to go public when God doesn't want to go public. Seeks the honor of man, recognition of man, receptivity of man when God is not giving it and doing it. And when, you're, when you don't learn your lessons of humbling yourself, 
you know, then you can make a terrible mess of it by living for the praise of man then rather than the praise of God. Jesus said in John 5, how can you believe when you seek the praise of man rather than the praise of God? That comes from the only true living God. John 5 verse 40 something out there, you'll find it. And you see, friends, it ought to be in our heart that we say, no, Father, I don't, I don't want to know my own praise. I don't want to have anything to do with it. No, the opposite. Hide me in your humility and meekness. Hide me, Lord. Don't, don't let me ever feel or see or perceive the praise of man. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have anything of that. It doesn't mean if people say, hey, thank you, that was a blessing that you can't say, oh, thank you for saying that. You can be friendly, but you don't seek it. And you see, when we live in that, Father, I can do nothing, I trust you. And you come into that heart that is considered blameless before God. Not everything, friends, that people think is good, is good in God's sight. The Bible says there's a way in man that seems good in his own eyes, but it leads to death. You see, God is looking for the kind of heart that he calls blameless. He called Job blameless because Job lived to God's praise and honor. I love the, the whole part about Job. Virginia and I are great friends, and, and we have learned so much from his endurance and perseverance and from his love for God, despite all that he went through. And you see, you know, dear friends, that God is looking from heaven. It says here in Psalm 33, Psalm 33, starting in verse 13. And the Lord looks from heaven and he sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. And then we go to verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we've hoped in you. You see, God is looking for the kind of blamelessness that, that he calls blameless. It's amazing how the three friends of Job could not have that heart of God towards Job. They had this mindset that didn't represent God, that in their mindset, in their religious mindset, in their educated mindset, in their cultural mindset, their belief was that the root cause of all Job's suffering was in him, and they persecuted him with that claim, as it says in Job 20, uh, 19, 28, chapter 1928, I think it is. But you see, that was not God's heart. Oh, how I longed to have that heart of God, that he could declare Job blameless when everybody along with the devil accused him. I so want that heart of God. I want that knowledge of what God calls blameless. 
It says in Psalm 119, Luther called it the, the, one of the great Psalms of David. In Psalm 119, verse one, it says, blessed is the blameless in the way, happy and blessed is the blameless in the way who greatly delights in the law of the Lord who finds such incredible inward satisfaction in the law of God. And friends, I wanna encourage you today with two closing scriptures to not make this devotion too long. If you say to me, oh my dear, <laughs> Pastor Robert, I mean, amen. Amen, I would love to walk before the Lord and be blameless, but I, I don't know how I can ever get there, Pastor. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you. Look here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to another, to one another, and to all, just as we do to you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Did you hear that? I wonder how it says that in the Amplified, in the classic Amplified, that verse. Uh, here it is. Chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. And may the Lord make you to increase and excel and overflow in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you, so that he may strengthen and confirm and establish your hearts faultless, pure, and unblameable in holiness in the sight of our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, with all his saints, his holy and glorified people of God. You see, the Lord... He's wanting to bring us into a kind of a blamelessness, folks, that maybe isn't known by others, but is known by God. The Father sees when your heart keeps going out to Him. The Father sees when you feel bad when you've yielded to something and you, you ask forgiveness and repent, turn away from it and turn to Him. And, the Father sees when you keep a tender heart of His mercy and forgiveness and love to others. He sees that. And that is a kind of a holiness, a, a, a kind of a blamelessness, holiness that God's looking for in His children. And you may say, yeah, but that is the point, Pastor. That's exactly why I'm struggling. That's where I'm struggling. And I know these struggles, folks, but yet I believe in what I'm talking to you about, that the Heavenly Father can put that word into your heart, walk before me and be blameless. And that word inside of you begins to pull from the scriptures and from your time of prayer and intercession, that blamelessness into your nature and character and begins to expel anything that would cause you not to be blameless. And he himself begins to work in you what he says. You see what God says, his spirit forms in you, shapes in you, molds in you, makes in you, perfects in you, and maintains in you, maintains and perfects in you. 
And I believe this with all my heart. The Lord spoke to me in 1998, walk before me and be blameless. And in that time, I had battles with the devil, tempting, attacking me like, my goodness, it was ferocious. And yet the Lord spoke his word to me in the middle of that trial. And the same was true in the day of Job. Satan was raging on the earth, seeking whom he might devour. And, the, and while he's looking whom he may devour, the Lord says, have you noticed my servant Job? That there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless man who fears, fears God and shuns evil. And the devil came against Job like a monster, but God had faith in Job that that blamelessness that he had in Job and Job had in God would conquer that evil rage of Satan and arrest it for the time of his life on earth. I really believe that God would like to bring us into such a place of blamelessness with him that the devil is arrested through our lives. Look here in closing, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 and verse 24, and I'll read it to you from the class camp of Hyde. Oh, how I love this verse. May the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and wholly consecrated to God, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved sound complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now faithful is he who is calling you to himself and truly trustworthy, and he will also do it. He will fulfill his call by hollowing you and keeping you and making you blameless. He will do it. He will do it. Take 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 through 9 in your private time and read and meditate. But I tell you the truth. The Lord is calling you and me to walk before him and be blameless so that we may with that heart that is holy and pleasing to God enter in upon the fulfillment of all that he's preparing us for. Amen. Have a good day.